You're listening to SBS News. Amidst the misery of war, a little renewed hope for peace. US news website Axios is reporting Israel has offered Hamas a proposal through Qatari and Egyptian mediators. It reportedly includes a pause in fighting of up to two months as part of a multi-phase deal. Amongst what would be expected in exchange would be the release of all 130 remaining hostages in Gaza. It's unknown what the Hamas response is yet, or even the full details of the latest Israeli plan. But the Palestinian Foreign Minister, Riyad al-Maliki, is continuing calls for a ceasefire, particularly in the wake of Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's rejection of a two-state solution. And attending a meeting of European Foreign Ministers in Brussels, he's demanding those Foreign Ministers call and work for one too. The collective responsibility of the European Union right now lies in this particular moment at a time when they have to show leadership and courage and really to take the right position. Otherwise, what we have been saying for a long time about double standards will be clearly uh, shown in such case. Clearly, this latest chapter in the long-running enmity between Israel and Hamas doesn't just affect Israel and Hamas. Israel's neighbour Lebanon has been drawn into the conflict at its southern border by Israeli attacks on Hezbollah, who are allies of Hamas. Speaking in the United States, Lebanon's caretaker foreign minister, Abdallah Bou Habib, says a cessation of hostilities in Gaza would mean a cessation of any hostilities from within his country too. However, he cautions that Israel can't, and knows it can't, treat Hezbollah in Lebanon as ruthlessly as it has Hamas in Gaza. Yes, we worry that we are pushed to this war. But this war, I mean, the Israelis know it's not going to be a picnic. I mean, you know, Hezbollah has more means than uh, than uh, Hamas had. And therefore, I mean, uh, it's going to be very difficult. It's going to be costly for everybody. Lebanon is hardly the only country to be drawn into the decades-old conflict. Yemen's capital, Sana'a, has again been lit up by explosions and the sounds of more airstrikes by United States and British forces. The strikes have been carried out at eight different locations, with support from the Netherlands, Australia, Bahrain and Canada. The strikes are aimed at Yemen's Houthi rebels, who control the most populous parts of the long war-torn country. The Iranian-aligned Houthis have disrupted shipping in the Red Sea in support of the Palestinians, sparking fears of more global inflation. These latest strikes were targeted at what the United States says was a Houthi underground storage site, as well as missile and surveillance capabilities. Also coming under continued attack, hospitals in Gaza. Israeli forces have stormed the Al-Qaeda hospital in southern Gaza near the Mediterranean coast. Gazan officials claim they arrested medical staff. Israeli officials say three of their troops were killed in the operation. Gazan residents say it's the most intense bombardment by Israel of southern Gaza since the latest round of the conflict began in October. The Palestinian Red Crescent says Israeli tanks have surrounded another hospital in Khan Yunus, the Al-Amal Hospital, and it has lost contact with staff there. It says the Israeli military is stopping ambulances from moving to help people in western Khan Yunus, but Israel says it is making a special effort to ensure Gazan civilians can access medical care. 
The issue of hospitals in Gaza has become one of the most emotive ones in this war. Israel says Hamas fighters operate in and around hospitals. Hamas and medical staff deny this. It's a difficult issue for Israel's allies. US National Security Advisor John Kirby treading a fine line on the matter. They have a right to take away the ability for Hamas to to store and, and, and resource themselves, even if that is in hospitals. But again, I would say the same thing that we've said before on this issue, that uh, uh, we, we expect them to do so in accordance with international law and to protect uh, innocent people in hospitals, medical staff and patients as well, as much as possible. While there is still widespread support for the war in Israel in the wake of Hamas's deadly attack within Israel's border of October the 7th, dissension remains. In Jerusalem, a sitting of the Israeli parliament has been stormed by relatives of Israelis still held hostage in Gaza. They claim Israeli politicians are not doing enough to bring their loved ones back. Itai Siegel's uncle is one of the hostages. He says the time for civility on the matter has come and gone. Time is of the essence and every day that passes is horrible and we can't wait anymore and they're not listening so we're, we're screaming a lot more. We're, we're stopping being nice. Most of Gaza's 2.3 million residents are now penned into Rafah, just south of Khan Yunus, living in public buildings and tents. Gazan authorities claim there have been 120 more deaths in the last 24 hours or so, bringing their claimed total number of deaths since this conflict reignited in October to 25,295. Hamas claims 70% of these have been women and children. Israel says 1,140 of its people were killed by the Hamas attacks of October the 7th and 200 of its soldiers have been killed in fighting since. Sunil Awosti, SBS News. 